Mike. How's it going, sir? Good. How about you? Good. So James Madison held on last night. Yeah, that was, I mean, survive in advance, right? Yeah, I guess so. I oh, yeah. I don't see them getting it at large, so it doesn't necessarily matter. Eh, uh, I just I don't see a path, especially with like some of the like close games they've played recently. Yeah, twenty games in 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 Q four too. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I, mean, I want it to happen. I just don't. I don't. I mean, I mean that JMU and App State are the only reasons why the conference isn't you know ranked like at like 28 or 29 in the country. Yeah, exactly. If any other team besides like, you know, James Bannis and Rap State wins that league, they're probably playing at most a 15, maybe a 16. Yeah. But. Wouldn't that be like just terrible if yeah. we project them as a 12 all year and then somebody else wins it. And then they're a 16 or a 15. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'd be in the play-in games, but there any of those like bottom two fifteens or the top two sixteens would have them. I could see Troy or maybe uh, Louisiana getting a fifteen low, a low fifteen or the sixteen not in Dayton. Anyone else for sure? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did. I I I did move App State back up to the uh, bubble section, but that's as far as I can put them. Yeah. It's one of those you try to be nice to people. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. I hate having to work on the weekends. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I hate working overtime, like outside of scheduled hours. Yeah. I got you. So until Zach's joining, I'm trying to finish something up. Sounds good. That is assuming Zach is awake. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting worried or concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him until like 35 and I'll text him. Okay. What time do you have to be off? Eh. Try for between 10, 30, and 11. doesn't really matter, though. Okay. And I got laundry and stuff I got to do. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I've uh, started doing my laundry while I'm uh, at working from home. Nice. So that way it just, it all gets done the same day. Right. Instead of having to spend the weekend doing it. Mm-hmm. We have people that do like data entry for us normally. Yeah. If they've been out of office for the last two weeks. Oh. And doing my own data entry is the worst thing that I've ever done. <laughs> it's just like, imagine. 
like there's like 60 different medications for this like case that I'm doing Ugh. and it's just like I have to enter every single one of them I don't want to mm-hmm. do that yeah during the um off season would you want to do like like a baseball kind of like podcast too we can do something yeah. um I'm sure it'll just be me and you yeah I don't know what that'll look like or how informed I'll actually be, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. Um, I figure this podcast will go to like a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. Like there's not going to be, I know we have some things we want to do, but like there's not going to be enough content to like spread it out. Not for me anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't keep tra- keep that much tabs on like the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. For any oh no, I'm not doing we can talk about, like, if there's, like, a Hunter Dickinson or, like, a yeah. Caleb Love type of transfer, yeah, we can talk sure. about that. But there's no reason to get into it. There's too much movement into, like, August. Right. Um, but I know Zach had had a couple ideas about talking about, like, realignment and stuff like that. So. Which is fine. Yeah, we can always hop on and do that kind of stuff. Uh, he saw the message, so I know he's awake. Okay. Matt, Matt wants so badly for oh there he is. Matt wants so badly for us to make Texas Tech a lock. Yes, I think I'll just leave him not locked. Yeah, like, just for him. Yeah, just I, no, I think no, one no, more just, game every game. No, just yeah. wait until the committee announces. That they're in the tournament. Like, wait till you see their seed and everything, and then lock them. <laughs> <laughs> now they're a lock. <laughs> I can officially say they're a lock now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not, nobody's a lock until the tournament starts. Or I guess the, no, but that would Sunday. Con- that wouldn't be fun conversation. We've locked a lot of teams around Texas Tech, though. Yes. So I get where he's what? going. Who, who's Tech playing today? Uh, Texas Tech. West Virginia. Are they at West Virginia? Is that it? I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's a road game. Okay. They better win that. Yeah. But like, and if they, if that's they, not an easy game. No. But if they lost out, would they? Miss oh, I don't the think they're it. They lose out. You don't see them getting in. I don't think so. Okay. I think it would be really tough. Okay. Well, then it's probably fair that they're not locked. I kind of, I kind of felt like they had pretty much done enough to get there. But, well, they have, but if they drop... Well, no, like, I mean, they have to, like, to get in or be considered and everything, but, like, like they, they would be in no matter what. But, I guess... I have... I've had them with one... Just to be, like, 100% sure. Like, I'm yeah. 95% sure right now. Yeah. But they're not, like... I can't say without a doubt if they lose out that they wouldn't drop 
to Dayton even. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to walk somebody like Providence last year where they Ugh. barely squeak into the tournament. Yeah. If, like, if they were a bid stealer, they could have been in big trouble. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech finishing with West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. I mean, if they lost all three of those games, you're sitting there with a 2-10 and ten road record. Yeah. And their strength of schedule. I th- yeah. I thought they only had two two more games. So yeah. Three. Okay. So they'd be nineteen and twelve at the end if they lost in the Big Twelve tournament to open, they'd be nineteen and thirteen. That's very bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> That's very bubbly. But if you're twenty and twelve, you're in pretty yes. clean. Yes. So that's the that's the whole catch right now. I don't expect them to not get in, but it is possible. Yeah, usually, unless you have a really, really strong strength of schedule, which Texas Tech doesn't, you, you want to get to 20 wins, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're considering, like, we consider Wisconsin and Michigan State for eight, with 18 and 19 and going over the same because of strong strength of schedule. Yeah. Not Texas Tech. and I mean, they have a, their, their strength of schedule is 40, which tells you how, how good their league strength has been because their non-conference is 313. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another strength of schedule that I've not realized was as bad as it is, is Pitts. Oh, oh, yeah. Capel got on, like, his little soapbox and spent 15 minutes bashing other conferences and gaming the system. And then I looked at his strength of schedule and I'm like, shut the hell up. Yeah. No, okay. So, on, on that point, though, teams like Iowa State, they... They clearly ran up the score, but well, then they like, also went out and beat great team. Like I mean, Iowa State's beat Kansas, right? Like, okay, they, but that was your okay. Yes, but that was in their conference play, which is why the Big Twelve teams get away with it. Yeah, the ACC sucks. I'm sorry, but it is not good, especially compared to the Big Twelve, because like. Teams like Virginia, they played – they beat Tarleton yeah. by 30. Yeah. And they played 10 players in double – with double-digit minutes. That's so – Iowa State – Why don't Why don't we save all this for the, for the recording? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's stop. That's what I was getting ready to just say. Um, we can get started because we're going to start with – conferences so we can fight about this here in two seconds yes uh so all i'm gonna do is rank my like one through six or one through seven we can throw the pac 12 in there for now um in order of like how enjoyable they are personally and then that's just how i'm gonna take that so feel free to do however you would like okay Hey everyone, welcome into the NKY Bracketology Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, joined today with Michael and Zach. We're going to talk some bracketology um, and just some bubble and bid watch kind of stuff today. Um, we did not take questions from everybody t- this week. Um, honestly, I ran out of time and didn't get the post out, but it'll work out well because we can kind of get into some deep stuff about March today. Um, but to open up, we're going to start with kind of a 
fun question. Um, I'm really interested to see everybody's answers on this. But um, the opening question is going to be rank the top seven conferences. So the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Big East, the SEC, the Mountain West, and the Pac-12 in order of like one through seven. And I'm going to do like personal preference. Like this isn't a which conference is better. It's a what do you like watching better? Um, or what do you follow more? So I'm really interested to hear your all's results. Um, I'll get started. Um, so I'm a Big East guy, first and foremost. So they're number one. Um, Mountain West is second. I've really grown to like the Mountain West, um, especially the top half of the conference. is just really fun to watch. Um, the Big 12 will be third. The SEC is fourth. The Pac-12 is fifth. The Big Ten is sixth, and the ACC is seventh. I just, and I've said it last week on our podcast on Saturday, I don't like the way that the Big Ten or the ACC play. Um, it's just not the kind of basketball I like watching. Yeah, it, it, the Big Ten can be definitely a tough watch sometimes. Yeah. And the ACC, like Duke, North Carolina, and even to an extent like Clemson and Wake are fun to watch. But some of those like bubble and worse teams are just so miserable to watch um, that it just really like brings the whole conference down for mm-hmm. me. Um, what about you all? Who wants to go next? Go ahead, Mike. All right. Let's see. Um even I mean I am kind of a local to big you know Big Ten basketball so that one should be the one I'd like to watch the most but it is just such such a tough watch sometimes. Um, I really do enjoy following the Mountain West. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun to watch all these teams you know boost the league up to where it we're considering at a power conference. Yes. So I will go with the Mountain West to start. Um, the um, I don't love the way sometimes the uh, Big Twelve runs, you know, runs up their their metrics with their with some of their non conference play, but it is a fun league to follow and watch. There's a lot of good teams, especially in conference play. Yeah, yeah. So I would put them at at second. Um, you know, the the Big East is a fun league to watch. Um, it'd be nice to get some of the programs that have been down back up more. Yeah, but. It is a fun league to watch, too. So that would be three. Um, I'll put the Big Ten at fourth. Kind of put them in the middle. I like it. Uh, I'll put the SEC fifth. Um, it's it's a fun conference. It's 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 got some fans that think their teams are better than they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the SEC in general. It is. Um, and then I guess I'll put the ACC and Pac-12 in like a tie for sixth. Okay. Because <laughs> I, they're both struggling. Yeah. Um, just from a basketball standpoint and just from, I mean, it's still possible the Pac-12 might only get two teams in. Oh, this year the Pac-12 is like a mid-major at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's like the WCC when Gonzaga is really good. Yes. You've got your Gonzaga, you've got your St. Mary's, and then you've got kind of your San Francisco's and Santa Clara's wrapped into Utah and Colorado. Yep. 
Zach, what about you? Um, number one would probably be the ACC. <laughs> number two, I think, would be the Mountain West. Okay. Respect that. And then three. Um, three, I'm going to go with the SEC. Four would be the Big East. Um, and then five would be the Big 12. Six, the Pac-12. And seven, the Big 10. This is coming from a Michigan guy, too. Yes, I hate the Big 10. <laughs> I hate it. The okay. style of play or what? Yeah. Yeah. Like everything about the Big Ten. Like, the teams, the <laughs> except for Michigan, the teams, the style of play, the just everything. The fans, the Big Ten is awful. It's too slow, isn't it? Yeah. In fr- it's in terms too of pace. slow. It's too slow. It's archaic. Yeah. It's just appalling. I'm honestly shocked that you said that. Like, I agree, but I'm just, I didn't have you, I didn't expect you to say that. I, I've been vocal about my disgust for the Big Ten for a very long time. Fair enough. Well, that's impressive. Um, I, why do you like the ACC so much? I have to ask. I just think it's, it's been fun to watch, like. I've grown up a Duke fan, not like a, not like Ooh. they're my favorite team, but I, <laughs> I've grown up liking Duke. Um, I've grown to like North Carolina. I think my, I don't know how no, you can no. like both. Yeah, I don't know if you can like both of them at the same time. You, gotta- you can when you don't have like, I mean, like. I like North Carolina because of what they've done to other teams that I don't like. Well, okay. Okay. So not like a fan of them, just Yeah, well I am like I I like them. It's just you know, you start rooting for them against teams you don't like, like and you for... become a fan. Yeah. Fair enough. And then um I Honestly, I really like Miami, and I I also like Jim Laranaga. Yeah, um, fair enough. And I understand, like, Miami is not great this year. That's an understatement. Maybe be a stretch to say they're not good this year, but, Miami, like, Miami. they've dealt with – they've dealt with injuries – um, losing a couple of players, I can't remember which ones it was that left, but losing a couple of players has really hurt them. But like, they generally play a fun style of basketball. Yeah, and... it was really fun to watch last year in the tournament, especially. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I. I enjoy Virginia when they're good, <laughs> even though even though it's even though it's slow basketball. I've seen them do some pretty impressive things. 
They make and, the Big Ten play look fast. Yes. I them and um who's the other one I'm thinking of out west? Out west? Yeah, there's somebody out west that plays really slow. St. Mary's, maybe? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, both of them just make me want to poke my eyes with the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Even when Virginia won the national title, it was not fun to watch. No, it wasn't. But I can respect that you like that. Um, kind of appreciating the intricacies of some of the stuff. But like, uh, see, think teams like Virginia play. They play slow, but they don't foul. So the game is a little bit more fluid than just like watching a Big Ten game. Where there's forty fouls between the two teams. Well, that is an issue and, for sure. Well, if the rest would just treat Zach Eady like a normal player, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. But instead, he's God, and he gets every single call. <laughs> and I mean, that's generally speaking, I don't think the Big East has that issue. But this year, it's been pretty bad in some of the games too. Where the like, Big just do yeah. They play too fast, um, or not too fast, but they play so fast that they foul a lot. Yeah, they get out of control and just run into each other. That and the refs suck. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, like you can you can play slow and still play an enjoyable style of basketball. Mm. And Virginia, like when they were good, they played slow, but they were really good shooters. Yeah. I prefer more than 40 possessions a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's exaggeration, I know, but I prefer a game with 65, 75, even 80 possessions. Yeah. I mean, six, even 65 is not a lot of possessions. Right. But I'm just like Virginia. Well, sure. That kind of mark, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, they're probably playing in the 50s. Let me see, actually. To be fully honest, I could have just made those numbers up. Are we, I know talking, last year's are we talking about total possessions per, for the for both teams, or are we talking about just for them? For them. Ah. Okay, yeah, Virginia's, Virginia's adjusted tempo is 60.4, 362nd. That's, and there's 362 teams in Division yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. No. Like, I want to see, like, last year, Xavier was getting close to 80 possessions a game. And they played one of the faster tempos, and that was more enjoyable to watch. Like, I don't know. That's just how I like basketball being played. Same thing with soccer. I don't like soccer teams that just sit back and hold possession. I like teams that are pressing and, like, trying to go. So that's just me. Um, One other thing I wanted to mention about conferences before we dive into some bracketology stuff. Um, Jeff Capel got on his soapbox this week um, during a presser and decided to call out the Big 12 and all of the hyperinflated metrics that they have and how the ACC was getting cheated. I had not looked at Pitt in depth like this, so I went and looked at their strength of schedule. It was 340-something. From a non-conference strength. Yeah, worse than Iowa State. Yep. And we're sitting here complaining about them cheating the system. Pitt's just mad because they tried to cheat the system. And, and just didn't do it well do, enough. Yeah, They're not good enough. Yeah, Like, teams like Texas Tech and Iowa State cheated the system, sure. But they did it, and they've proven that they're good enough to do it. Um, Tech is on shakier ground than Iowa State, obviously. But 
they're all going to be tournament teams with a non-conference strength of schedule in the 300s. Right. If you're going to play that kind of strength of schedule, A, your conference needs to be better than the ACC is, and B... Okay, okay, hold on. Because comparing Texas Tech and Pitt is a little rough. They beat Texas A&M Commerce by 27, San Jose State by 14, Texas A&M Corpus Christi by 9, Omaha by 29. I mean, Pitt, Pitt still won some of these games by 50. Oral Roberts by 6. And then they lost. Or who are you talking about? You're back Texas in- Tech. Okay. Tech, though, that's my point. Like, Texas Tech has won some games in the Big 12, and then they have that leeway. Right. Okay, but, like, Pitt, Pitt and Iowa State are more comparable. What they did no. in their non... They, yes, they are. Because they... Because both teams absolutely crushed their poor opponents. How Not well did enough. Iowa State lose to Missouri? Okay, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. That was not good. But Iowa State also lost to Virginia Tech, who's not in even... Texas A and M. Okay, A and M's fine. That's a, a solid loss, to be fully honest. Because wasn't that a road game or a neutral game? It was a neutral game. And Virginia Tech, like, that's a bubble team. It's not like that's Missouri. Who? No, I understand. It's not good. But had had Pitt beaten Florida, they would have played Baylor. But they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> but it's not. That's the way things fell out. And part of it is Mizzou and um, West Virginia are typically better than what they were. So like yes. Pitt, I get that. It's scheduling names. It is what it is. That doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and give them, like, a break for it, though. Like, especially if you're going to get up in March and complain about things. Like, no, I'm not going to give you a pass for it. Right. Like, I I understand your I understand your point, Hunter. But part of gaming the metrics, part of, part of gaming the metrics was Iowa State just running up the score on teams. Yeah. And like te- Texas Tech, de- Texas Tech did not game the metrics. They played a poor con. They played a poor strength of schedule, and their metrics looked terrible from the from a non conference. Which is why Iowa State is is a you know a three seed, or Texas yeah. Tech is you know an eight seven. nine area. Or yeah. So yeah, like Texas Tech. Though what I mean by gaming the system is. The Big 12 teams don't have to play a hard non-conference strength of schedule genuinely because the conference is so good. Right. The ACC doesn't have that leeway. There's no Louisville. There's no Notre Dame in the Big 12. Oklahoma State's like not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. Right. I mean, and, but you can't compl- you can't really complain about the Big 12's non-conference strength of schedule when on your on your, you know, on your own you have North Carolina A and T, Binghamton, Florida yeah. Gulf Coast, Jacksonville, Canisius, uh, South Carolina State, Purdue, Fort Wayne, who turned out to be better than we thought, you know, 
But and and I guess you know they kind of got a, a little bit of a bad break in that they ended up playing Missouri in the ACC SEC challenge and lost. But it, they they could have gotten an opportunity against a better team. You know, Oregon State not being very good, Florida, which is pretty good, but they lost to. Yeah. So, you know, the few and and they beat West Virginia, I think. But yeah, you know, they they just the power conference team that they ended up playing and ended up not being very good. But the the non power conference ones, they should have known they wouldn't be very good. <laughs> you know. Well, I think okay. You're right. I think that was kind of the point. They they played. They kind of unbalanced their schedule a little bit. They figured they might have a shot at Baylor. They figured they had Missouri on their schedule, who was a tournament team last year, and I think expected to be a, a tournament team this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Missouri was a massive disappointment this year. Yeah. Um and. Same thing with West Virginia. They shouldn't have been as bad as what they actually ended up being. Right. So that, I mean, that killed them. And I, I get that, but you can't get up there with that strength of schedule and complain about the big 12. Right. Is my like point. Like yeah. it, the ACC is not good enough to carry a bad strength of schedule like that. It's just how it goes. Um, all right, so we will move to some bracketology. Um, I am just going to read my seed list per usual, and then you all can hit me with questions. I think at least Michael said he actually had questions this week, so it should be fun. Um, all right, so I have, for my one seeds, Purdue, Houston, UConn, and Arizona. No change there. Um, two seeds are North Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas. Tennessee too low. God, I've heard that nonstop from both North Carolina and Tennessee fans. <laughs> North Carolina fans saying Tennessee is too low. No, that North Carolina is too low. Yeah. Basically, what everybody wants to happen is Arizona should be on the two line, and North Carolina and Tennessee should both move up a spot. Um. Alabama is my first three seed, followed by Iowa State, Baylor, and Creighton. So there came my first question, which was, how big is the gap between Kansas and Alabama? There's no gap. Um, Kansas, Alabama, and Iowa State. The reason that Kansas is the number two seed right now is their elite wins are just too good to move them. Um, That being said, they have Baylor today. If they lose to Baylor and either Alabama or Iowa State win, you're going to see one of those teams jump up over Kansas. Well, this game is at Baylor, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's, that's a tough one to ask. You know. Oh, I'm not asking it. I'm just, I'm yeah. waiting to lose before I drop them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, they played all right the first couple of games without McCuller, but. Yeah. yeah, but they just, losing at home, yeah. like BYU this week, I've lost all faith in Kansas. And I know Matt asked about Kansas and what would happen if, McCuller is out for the season and they continue to play really poorly. There's every possibility that they judge the back end of the season a lot heavier than the front end of the season. Yeah, I could see them knocking down to a four seed. Yeah. Like there's I mean, a four seed's not out of the question for Kansas right now. Um, just, they've played with I don't want to say they played with fire, but they definitely they haven't looked like a typical Kansas team. No. Oh, they and, like absolutely played with fire. 
Yeah. That's a great way to all season. It. Yeah. Eastern Illinois or yeah, Eastern Illinois, Yale, like all of Kansas those. City. Yeah. We were talking about this when we first started the podcast the in last January. Year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely true. Um four seeds I have Duke, Auburn, San Diego State, and Kentucky. Auburn is such a just a weird team. I don't think that Auburn gets a four seed if they don't pick up at least one more quadrant one. Yeah, I agree. Um, that it's never happened with just one quad one win, and I don't see Auburn breaking that mold. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, BYU, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Dayton are my five seeds. Wow. This was before last night. So I was going to ask about that, yeah. Dayton is now a seven seed. Ooh, so Clemson wow. a five. Dropped five spots for a loss to Loyola, huh? It hurt their metrics a good little bit. Uh, nothing against Loyola. Just it hurt Dayton's like metrics, and when you really dig into Dayton's resume, there's not a ton there. Yeah, their best wins are Cincinnati and St. John's. Yeah, I mean both are bubble teams. St. John's is barely in right now, and Cincinnati's bare, almost off the page. Right. So yeah, um, not, not great. I gotta say, Dayton better not lose to St. Louis this weekend or next game on Tuesday. <laughs> so just going back to Auburn really quick. Yep. They have. They're at home against Mississippi State today, so that would be a quadrant no, one. If it's at home, it's not. No, yeah. Okay. Quad two. All right. So they have no quad one opportunities remaining on their schedule, so they'd have to get one. Either one of their quad two games has to become quad one. Yep. Or they have to pick one up in the SEC tournament. Right. Because right. it's not there on their schedule. And I just – I don't like the way that the NCAA, like the basketball is done, where the end of the season is all that matters. I kind of wish that we could use, like, a quadrant – like, Bama and Auburn play, and it's a quadrant one game, and that's ironed in. But then it doesn't change at the end of the year like it does now. I hate that, like, it can be so, like, fluctuating because it just makes it for, like, difficult to see the team. So what I – what I would like to see happen is, like, you you play a team and then the next four or five games, whatever that team does over that, like, four or five game stretch, like, then that becomes their quadrant. Because uh, I think some of these teams... They just, they play completely differently, like, depending on where they are in the season. Yeah, like Auburn, or not Auburn, uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State would be great examples of that. Yeah. For opposite Mm -hmm. of the spectrum there. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Michigan State, I mean, they still haven't quite, well, they haven't, like, bounced back entirely. But, like, at the beginning of the season, they were awful. They're and they still played pretty, better. Yeah, they're they're still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see that logic. That would be impossible to do, but I like that. Like that would be cool. Um, so, you, so you got the six seeds as Clemson, Washington State, Utah State, and St. Mary's looks like. Correct, but Florida would be so Clemson would move up to a five. Yeah, uh, and then Washington State, Utah State, St. Mary's, and Florida would be my the six seeds. Okay. Um, nothing too crazy there, I don't think. Um, 
and then Dayton falls into that first seven seed, followed by South Carolina, Texas Tech, and Northwestern. Um, Gamecocks are a lock, but Texas Tech and Northwestern are still not locked. Yeah. I will get to this in a minute, but I'm close to locking Northwestern-ish, but they're going to need a little bit. A little bit. Um, Mississippi State, Colorado State, Oklahoma, and Texas are my eight seeds. Um, nothing too crazy there, I don't think. Um, it's the seven, eight, and nine seed lines are very, very close. Yep. Um, you could flip Boise State could jump up to a seven with a win today, for yep. instance, especially depending on other results. So it's really just difficult to kind of keep track. They're of. playing uh, New Mexico. So that's a that's a huge game. Absolutely. Um, and so the big thing I want to take away from the seven, eight, nine lines, it's fluid. It's not set in stone. Ask me why they're there, not call me an idiot and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I can well be wrong, and I'm okay with that. Um, for the nine seeds, I have Nebraska, Boise State, and TCU. And Nevada, sorry. Um, Nevada is just kind of climbing up. Um, TCU. They're in good shape now, Nevada, I think. They just yeah, need to I, not lose these. I mean, I think they may be fine either way, but certainly a win in the last two games and they're in for sure. Yeah, so that nine line, those feel pretty good to me. Um, there's a couple teams on the seven and eight lines that, like, if they lost out, I wouldn't be super comfortable with. Yep. But that those nine seeds, maybe TCU if they lose out, but the other three, I'm pretty comfortable with all of them in the tournament right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, like, greater than 90, 95% chance they get in. I think I have all three of those in my near lock. Uh, yeah, everything right now, outside of the ten line is a near lock for me. So the only would... one I don't, the only one I don't have from that line in my near lock is uh, Nebraska. Fair enough. So, so TCU, if they lost out, they would have losses at BYU, at West Virginia, and at home against Central Florida. Yeah. So that would probably knock them out. Yeah. I didn't know their schedule off the top of my head, but those are, I mean, BYU's fine, but the other two you can't. You can't drop both of them. Yeah. Um, for the 10 line, I have Gonzaga, FAU, Michigan State, Virginia. Um, Gonzaga jumped. Um, it's a lot of metric-based stuff for Gonzaga right now, um, but we're going to get to find out a lot about them tonight when they play St. Mary's. Yep. Um, I, they're in pretty good shape, to be honest. I, I'll be surprised if they don't make the tournament. Me too. Um, it's It's weird how not that long ago they were like – under consideration, but just not really like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the benefit of playing in the West, like the WCC. They haven't lost since the St. Mary's game, I don't believe, right? Correct. Nope. And everybody around them is losing. And they beat Kentucky in that time. Yes. Which is a great win. Yeah. <laughs> um, FAU dropped. Um, I didn't have it. I was expecting more questions about FAU, to be honest. They dropped from my eight line all the way to my 10. Um, Just there's not much there. And a loss in every quadrant is not good. Nope. They really need to beat Memphis the second time. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I haven't even moved them to near lock yet. Yeah. Um, So 11 seeds. These are my last four teams in Uh, New Mexico, Seton Hall, Wake Forest and St. John's. So yes. (laughs) <laughs> New Mexico and St. John's. I'm fine with New Mexico. Those are my boys. Saint yes, Z- we know. The reason that St. Nope. John- you, you know that? Yes, I do. 
It's I don't think I don't think the listeners know that necessarily. You've never talked about it before, ever, have you? I don't think so. I have. <laughs> um, I mean, I've talked about New Mexico. Yes, but New Mexico. You called them the what was it? You called them something weird. Lobos. Yeah. Lobos. Yeah. So you can't call them your boys after you call them the Lobos. Maybe he um, meant that as a as a term of endearment. Yeah, we'll go with that. I like that. Um, no, Providence fell out. Um, just getting throttled by Marquette. It actually that was bad. Dropped their me- metrics about eight spots. So I mm-hmm. dropped. Them. Um, St. John's just continues to win right now, and I was more comfortable with them in than I was Colorado or Providence. So they got that final spot. Um. I would expect that to just continue to be a revolving door the next mm-hmm. week. So, okay. If St. John's won the, their remaining two games, because it's Georgetown and DePaul, I forget in what order, but Georgetown and DePaul, if they won those two games, would they get leapfrogged? It's very possible. Because I believe pretty much, I think Colorado has Oregon today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Providence. No, no, no. Uh, Colorado. Oregon is at Arizona. Yes, that's right. Okay. So Colorado. All right, I give me just a second. Keep talking. You're good. I think they have Oregon left on the schedule, though. Yes, they, they are at Oregon and at Oregon State. And then they're home today against Stanford or okay. home tomorrow against Stanford. So, yeah, if Colorado goes like 3-0, and let's say, and – St. John's goes 2-0, I would say that Colorado probably gets the spot. Probably. Because St. John's can't improve their resume, and it's close right now. So um, then you've got Indiana State and Richmond as, like, your 11 seeds that are kind of like your yep. AQs. Yeah. Um, and then my 12 seeds are Grand Canyon, McNeese State, Appalachian State, and South Florida. Do you think uh, JMU has a better chance of getting an 11? We'll see. Uh, Indiana State and Richmond right now. Richmond has the win over Dayton, which just mm-hmm. looked, and that win looks better than the Michigan State win that JMU has. Yeah. So it'll be close. Um, App State also has the win over Auburn. So it's yes, not they do like nothing. So I that those last two 11s are really tight right now for me. So I could see it going anywhere. Um, I've kind of left it as is just because it's going to get played out in the next couple yeah. weeks. That's the nice thing about all of these AQs is I'm going to get told which teams are in. So it's just a matter of figuring out which seeds are there once they get put in. These 13 seeds are fun, by the way. Um, Samford, Louisiana Tech, Cornell, and UC Irvine. Um, That's a great group of potential upsets. I don't think any of those would necessarily just get pushed over. No. By the four seeds. I mean... Auburn could be looking at an early exit. They could. <laughs> um, 14 seeds that have Vermont, Akron, Charleston, and High Point. Charleston is a dangerous team if, they, if they're shooting more. Yeah. Um, they could definitely get hot and make some noise, especially if they ran up against, like, a, I don't know, Baylor or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Alabama, Iowa State, and Creighton are all good, and I don't expect them to struggle. But I could see Baylor struggling a little bit on a neutral court. Yeah. Um, 15s are Oakland, Eastern Washington, Colgate, and Fairfield. Oakland is a tough team, um, especially if they ran up against like a Kansas or something. Yeah. Like Kansas could get bounced just by that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, 16s are Merrimack, Norfolk State, and then Eastern Kentucky, South Dakota State is the first play-in game. And then Little Rock and Glam- Grambling is the um, Grambling. Nice. Yep. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> For whatever reason, every time that I type Grambling in, I do I put a D instead of the G, and I just didn't catch that one. I have no idea why. It's just that I don't know. Okay, I, you no longer get to tease me over Lobos. Well, it wasn't Lobos. It was Lobos. La, oh, well, either way, you you no longer get to call tease me over calling them the, the Lobos. Oh, I do, and you can tease me about Grambling. I don't care. This is this is probably <laughs> this is probably nitpicking, but I don't. I think South Dakota, the South, South Dakota State would avoid the playing game, and either Merrimack or Norfolk State will be in there. So it had been Norfolk State and South Dakota State had been up. I'm not sure what changed them. So just a little background on how I run my numbers is like I use oh. the in Palm, uh, BPI, KPI, and then uh, strength of record, okay. and also the quad records go into that. So it spits me out like a team score. And to be fully honest, I get my AQs, I do the team score, I plug them in, and then I look it over and make sure nothing looks crazy, but then I just roll with it for now. Um, last year, it was pretty accurate when it came to those teams, so I'm not changing it a whole lot. Okay. Um, but yeah, I agree. South Dakota State probably gets out of that playing game. Um, and then my bubble teams, uh, Colorado, Providence, Utah, Villanova, Syracuse, Iowa, Ole Miss, and Kansas State. Those are all the teams that I actually considered for those last couple spots. That's I'm disappointed there's no Chicago State there. I, You know, you end your season in early February. I can't keep you on the bubble for a I long. know. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think one team that's not mentioned there that could be, if they were to win today, would be Oregon if they could beat Arizona. Yes. And Ohio State's also close. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, that just hurts me. To hear that, like, Oregon, no, I Ohio State. Oh. Yeah, uh, remarkable job by Diebler. I mean, yeah, I, the talent was always there. This was supposed to be a good team. It was Holtman's issue, apparently. For whatever reason, it was Holtman's issue. Um, any other questions or anything? I don't think for the bracket part of it. <laughs> Zach, anything? Nope. Cool. Um, do you want Mike? Do you have any other teams that need touched on or anything like that that I didn't hit? Um, no, I think I I mentioned some of them. We mentioned some of them already. Yeah. Um, Drake is one team that is kind of just hovering around. Yeah. That I mentioned. I think they have a better shot at getting an at large than Indiana State, but I don't really think it's super realistic to even have them considered right now. That'll be very interesting. Yeah. Let's just get to the end of the season with them. Yeah. Where we're at. Um, because the committee will, that entire conference tournament will play into the committee. Mm-hmm. So that is one to keep an eye on. I mean, Indiana so State's got to win. So do Drake and Indiana State have to play in a championship game for there to be two MVC? Yes. I think so. Uh, if if either of them lose to a different team, neither one's going to get an at-large. Yeah. Um, Drake, I like Drake's wins a little bit better than Indiana State, so I think they have a better shot than at-large, but they have to lose to Indiana State in a close game. And Drake has a chance to pick up another Q2 win but if, they, if they can beat Bradley this weekend. 
Yes. And if they lose to Bradley this weekend, it's all done anyways. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over some locks, Mike? Sure. So want- I, I'll mention the, all the teams that I have locked okay. to this point. So starting from top to bottom conference-wise, ACC, North Carolina, Duke, Clemson. Those are three. Down to the Big 12, Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor. That's four. Yes, I know there's others very close. So that's seven altogether. Big East, UConn, Marquette, Creighton. I think that's pretty standard at this point. Yep. I don't have anyone else close to a lock. Correct. So that is seven, ten so far. Um, Big 10, I still only have Purdue and Illinois. Lock Wisconsin. Give me one more win. No, <laughs> they're not going to win. <laughs> I know. That's my concern. Um, so that's 12. Moving down to Mountain West, I put San Diego State as a lock. That's 13. I have Arizona and Washington State from the Pac-12. From the Pac-12. That makes 15. And then I have Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky uh, from the SEC. And St. Mary's from the WCC. So I think that's 21. Or, yeah. I have 22. So um, you have Wisconsin locked? Yeah, everybody with Wisconsin. You said St. Mary's, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, for should be, like, should be in type of teams, uh, my graphic's a little different, but I'm going to start with the Big 12. Um, I think Tech needs one more. Um, and then BYU only needs one more. Yep. Honestly, I considered locking them just because I Me can't. Me too. Yeah. But I'll wait another couple of days. Um, I have TCU and Oklahoma both needing two wins to get locked. So do I. Um, Big 10, I have Michigan State needing two wins to get locked. Me, I, we agree. Um, South Carolina got locked. I have Florida needing two wins. Um, Florida needs one more win. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I only have Florida needing one. Yeah. I haven't updated this yet. Like, so my numbers, I'm. I haven't updated for the week yet. Um, I don't have anybody in the Big East, like you said. Um, I have nobody in the ACC close. Nope. <laughs> um, you said Wisconsin wasn't a lock. They just need one more, and they'll be a lock. For me, yeah. Um, and then for the Mountain West slash Pac-12, Colorado State needs one more. Um, Utah- they may need to win both. I mean, these are both Q3, Q4 games. Yeah. I, I think they'll be okay with just one more, but I can – I do too, but – um, Utah State, I'll say one more. I had them as needing three coming into the week. They won last night. I'll say just one more win gets them locked. That's what I have. I have Utah State and Nevada both needing one. Yes, Nevada was the other team that will jump up into that. Should be fine category. And me. I think Boise State probably can get in with one, too. Probably can get in, yes, but I don't know that I would lock them with just one. Yeah, right. Um, and then other teams, um, Dayton and FAU both need two wins to get locked. Dayton, I think, can get in with one. They only have two games left. Um, as long as they beat St. Louis, I think they're fine. Their did other game is they're, 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 hmm? Did they play a midweek game? Yeah. And they so won. They yeah. Played, yeah. They they beat Davidson and then lost to Loyola. Yeah, that's so right. So they have St. Louis on the road. They need to win that. If they <laughs> do that, I mean, they have home VCU. I don't think that will hurt them that much. Yeah, I don't think that would be a big issue. So, yeah, I'll say one more. Um, sorry, I've been working overtime and stuff, and I haven't had a chance to update this yet. 
Um, so yeah, I'll roll with just the one more win for Dayton as well. Um, Gonzaga, I might say Gonzaga's a lock if they beat St. Mary's at St. Mary's. They are, for sure. Um, I think that's not out of the question. Yeah. Zach, uh, any comments, sir? Um, no, not about, not about this. Okay. Michael, anything else you wanted to touch on with them? Um, let's see, going through. So I think, I think Virginia, I mean, if they were to beat um, Duke, that would probably be enough to leapfrog them into the tournament. But if not, they're going to have to beat Georgia Tech and who knows who they're going to play to begin the ACC tournament. Yeah. That's kind of a variable there. Fair enough. Same thing with the other uh, ACC team, Wake Forest, you know. Yeah. Um, and my thing with Michigan State is we also don't know who they're going to play in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Um, same for Nebraska, too. So. I, these, I feel like conference tournaments, I, I really hope this is how it goes, but they need to take them into consideration this year, especially. Yeah. Because there are just so many variables right now that could really hurt teams or really help teams. Mm -hmm. A team like Syracuse, I, there's been a lot of conversation about if Syracuse can get in with just beating um, Louisville and then Clemson. And I think they would be close, but I don't know that that's going to get them in. I don't know either, yeah. Kind of like they feel like Texas Tech or A&M from two years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Um, same thing for Ohio State. Like they both had those bad like kind of and then they're finishing strong. So mm -hmm. it's just it's hard to like see what the committee's going to do for them. Right. Um, yeah. So anything else, sir? I think that kind of wraps that part. OK. Um, moving on. I did not actually get questions this week. I forgot to put it out. Um, so do you all have any questions you want to answer or anything? Actually, just, I, I guess I should uh, mention there's been, uh, I think 20, I, I counted 21 teams now that are eliminated from making the tournament. These are all lower conference teams. Yeah. And those were like officially not making the conference tournament type of thing. Correct. Well, yeah. except for the, the 11 ineligible ones due to the transition rule plus okay. Chicago state. Okay. Um, but ones that didn't qualify for their conference tournament are Central Arkansas from the Atlantic Sun, um, New Jersey, is it Institute Technology, NGIT yep. from the American East, um, Cal Poly from the Big West, um, Dartmouth and Penn will not qualify for the Ivy League tournament. Yes, that's right. Villanova lost to a team that will not play in their conference tournament. Um, this is a big surprise. I mean, Buffalo, it, usually they're at the top of their league, and they're the first team to not qualify from the MAC tournament. Yeah. Um, Southeast Missouri State will not qualify for the OB, for the OBC tournament. This is a huge surprise, but Mississippi Valley State will not qualify for the SWAC tournament. Hey, they got a win, though. That's all that matters. They did get a win, <laughs> yes. And um, uh, UT... Uh, Rio Grande Valley will not will also not make it. Okay. So those are the ones that are from the lower TV. That and there's going to be more too as these leagues finish up. Yeah, today's the last games for a lot of these schools, so we'll yeah. get. Um, Zach, I think that's question. Okay. Zach, did you have anything? Yeah. Um. 
I just wanted to touch on like if you're wanting a team that could I don't want to say make a run in March, but could definitely like pull an upset or two and the Missouri Valley is only gonna be a one bid league. Drake is the team you want. Okay. They have they are a much more complete team than Indiana State is. But Indiana State shoots the three so well that I think that if they get in, they're going to cause somebody some trouble. They, and they might, but, like, South Dakota State did that really well, too, a, few, a couple years ago. But Drake, and, has these, Drake has these issues of closing games. Yeah. And it's going to be different when we're talking a 15 or a 16 like South Dakota State. And talking about an 11 seed like Indiana State or even a 12 seed, like mm-hmm. that's going to be a much closer game in general. But, but it, like, okay, who? Go ahead. Indiana State has played Michigan State and lost by 12. Yep. And they shot the three really, really well. That was a road game too. We gotta make sure we attribute for that. Okay, a road game is worth about three points on average. A road game, they were leading by five with eight minutes left. Yeah. They lost by twelve. Like they ran out of gas. Did they? Yeah, okay, exactly. They ran out of gas. Michigan State. Michigan State is an eight seed, or what? What did you have them at, Hunter? Seven. You know, listen to me. Did you? They are. A 10 I couldn't keep track of all the teams. Ten seed, sir. Ten, ten seed. seed. Okay, so Indiana State lost to a ten seed, basically okay. by twelve. By twelve. Hold on. How? How close was it with a minute left? Were they fouling? Like, there's a lot of variables that go in that can inflate a scoreline like that. I think. And the, I mean, I think the game was pretty much over. Let me see. I don't remember the game to be fully honest. I watched it, but I don't remember it. This is why we don't use the eye test. Right. While he's looking that up, I. <laughs> is a good team that I think we're talking of getting a five or a six seed. Are you talking about like playing Indiana State and Wisconsin? Indiana State, Dayton? Like you could convince me that Indiana State will win that. So it was a 12 point game with two and a half minutes left. Okay. Was there a bunch of fouling at the end? There wouldn't have been because Michigan State only scored five points. The re- both teams only scored five points the okay. rest of the way. Okay. Um, I think one team that if they get there would, would be fun in the tournament would be uh, James Madison, but we'll see. I like App State too. Yeah. So I think whoever comes out of the Sun Belt will be fun. Um, South Florida. I hope South Florida makes it. I just I like the coach. I yeah. I liked him at Kennesaw State last year. Yeah, that like he's I like and he'll be going to a high major next year probably. So, yeah. Although I'd like to see one more year there of him doing well, but it's kind of like a Dusty May situation. It is. I yeah. mean, he took. He's a little different because he took Kennesaw State from a one-win team his first year to what they did last year, and then yeah. USF, who's had. This is their fifth winning season in 22 years. Oof. 
you have to go when the iron's hot because you may like you're not going to recruit well enough to make that happen. Right. Like Dusty May got all of his guys to come back after the final four this year or last year. And he's running out of that place Hmm. because of like, it's unsustainable basically. Yeah. Both James Madison and app state would be pretty, pretty dangerous teams. James Madison's a little bit more complete. Um, The only thing they don't do great is they is their their free throw margin is not good, but they've got really good metrics in the other three spots. And then well, James Madison shoots a lot of threes too. Yeah, and and that's typically shoot a lot of threes, slow the game down. Um, I don't know sure if they really you... slow the game down though. No, 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 no. I'm talking about teams that typically pull upsets. Okay, yeah. Um, make sure you like grab offensive or grab rebounds, and don't foul. Yeah, and that that's pretty much your recipe for success as like an 11 seed or lower. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see that. There's a there's a model that's out there. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he he works for the Athletic. He has like a like a model that's supposed to do really well projecting upsets, and that's that's basically like the formula that that they use. Fair enough. Um. No, I think this year, and we say this, we said this last year, but I feel like this year those twelve and thirteen seeds, even the fourteens, are going to give some teams some real trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, we are going to do like a Cinderella ranking um, at some point in the next couple weeks, so look for that to come out. Um, basically, what we're going to do is look at these different teams and kind of rank them ourselves and see where we think that these teams are going to end up. Um, so that could be fun. It could. It'll be really fun to look back at after the tournament and see how we did projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be coming from Zach, Michael, and I. Um, one thing Matt sent us ten questions this morning <laughs> because you know things that people need to know slash general comments. He told me to put respect on Grambling and spell their name right. I apologize to any Grambling fan that's. <laughs> Um, he wanted a deep dive into Dayton and Auburn. Um, we talked to both of them. Yeah, Auburn loses today. They're going to go down to a five seed at least, Matt. Um, McCuller out for the year. Will they drop and swap with Iowa State? We already touched on that. Um, he asked if Tech was going to be a walk with a win over West Virginia today. We already touched on that. Um, thoughts on the A-10 back to a one-bid conference after Dayton um, – ruining everything a 10 to one big conference unless it's like dayton's going to probably get in the tournament one way or yeah it's a one big conference in the way that if dayton wins the tournament it's a one right um is samford still the favorite to come out of the southern given their recent struggles i would say yes um but i also wouldn't be surprised to see somebody else hop up and do it there's some other teams that could i mean Furman, Furman was um, unc greensboro 
Chattanooga has been kind of up and down. So, I mean, anybody can get hot. That's the beautiful thing about conference tournaments, and that's why Zach hates them. Yeah. <laughs> it just uh, – that's a whole soapbox for me. I hate them. And that's a soapbox we'll get into later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then his last question, I want everybody's opinion on this one. If Gonzaga wins the WCC tournament, what's their ceiling? If we're talking they don't lose another game the rest of the season, I could see well, they're only playing St. Mary's to finish the regular season. Then it's the conference tournament. Correct. So if we're talking them beating St. Mary's tonight and then winning the conference tournament, an eight seed isn't out of the question. Oh, for sure. Maybe a seven. I mean, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, if they beat St. If they beat St. Mary's and then they play in the conference tournament and they beat San Francisco and St. Mary's again, I could see them getting up to a seven seed, especially with their metric. Yeah. I mean, a six wouldn't be out of the question, especially nope. if other teams just fall apart around them. Right. That's a great question. I think a six or a seven is their absolute ceiling. A seven or an eight being more likely if they win out. If they don't win today, their ceiling is probably the nine yes. line, you know? I'd agree with that. Zach, any yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what Matt is talking about for a ceiling, but – their tournament ceiling is probably I could see them making a sweet sixteen. I honestly I could see them making an elite eight. Yeah. That's if fair. they can get a if they can be on the either side of the seven ten game, I could see them getting to the sweet sixteen. If they're in the eight nine, I don't know about that. The you the prob- wanna- the problem is I just don't know how much I trust like I did a I did a breakdown on Gonzaga's like kind of like how they play against like bad teams versus how they play against good teams. I just don't really know that I trust them. Like once they get to like a sweet sixteen or even even a round of thirty two, like where they're playing a three yeah. or a a two or a three seed. I just don't know that I trust them to win that game, but I could, the way they've been playing now. I mean, they showed they can beat Kentucky on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Gonzaga, if they avoid the one line, like Mike was talking about, that's the biggest thing is just not. Yeah. Who UConn, um, Houston are all just tough. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee, North Carolina, Arizona are a tier below that, but they're also really tough. Marquette's playing some of the best basketball of the year right now. Um, Although it would be it would be kind of fun to see Arizona versus Gonzaga in the in the second round. It would be fun. Yeah, that'd be. And take the over. Oh yeah, whatever whatever the 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 over under is, take the over. Yes, Mark Few versus Tommy Lloyd, his longtime assistant. That'd be awesome, and the committee loves a good storyline. Um, the big thing is, I want to mention this for anybody looking at tournament stuff. You want to avoid the East region at all possible. Mm-hmm. I know it's cool to be in the East and maybe you live in the Northeast and you're planning to go to Boston for the Sweet 16. 90% chance, guess who's going to be waiting on you when you get to Boston? UConn. And UConn is a wagon. Mm-hmm. I would also say the same thing about the South with Purdue or with yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, if I would want to go see Purdue before I'd want to see Houston or Me UConn. too. Same thing with you could throw Arizona, North Carolina, Tennessee. I'd rather see them yep. than for those other two. Absolutely. So that is going to be something. The East and the South feel pretty 
set in stone. Um, I think Purdue will also get the Midwest. So that last one seed's more than likely going out West. Do so. you think, yeah, well, if North Carolina is a two, I wonder if they get it placed out East. I, can you do that from a competitive balance standpoint though? A North Carolina and Houston in the same or North Carolina, UConn in the same place. Well, some of that will depend on um, who is the number one overall. Because if UConn is, and the, say the North Carolina is the top two, they can't be in the same region. Yeah. I I don't see UConn getting to one overall. No? I don't think so. I think it'll be Purdue. Okay. Maybe Houston if they went out. But mm-hmm. I don't think gets there. Um, yeah, that's true. I guess it'll ha- it'll probably happen, to be honest. Because North Carolina is trending as that top one seed. And Tennessee will... <sighs> The Wait, last North Carolina's seed. trending as the top one seed? Top the two. last one seed. Top two seed is what I meant. Oh, okay. Um, Arizona, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to see them put Arizona and North Carolina both out west. Yeah. That would suck for North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> that, that it, makes- would, it would suck, but I would rather, like if I was North Carolina, I would rather play out west with a potential matchup against Arizona than play anywhere else with a potential matchup with any of the other three one seeds. And you're also not going to see Auburn and Alabama in the same region. Correct. So, so somebody could be out West. <laughs> somebody will be out West. Probably. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of bracketing principles that we'll dig into. Um, maybe next Saturday, um, instead of doing questions and stuff, We'll just talk some bracketing principles for a little bit. Okay. That way you all can kind of like help me like make sure everything's clear and kind of give people what we're talking about. That way everybody's on the same page as we get to selection Sunday. Right. If that sounds good to you all. Sure. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Maybe I'll put a bracket together Friday night next week um, and we will go from there, but I don't, have any more questions or any more comments? Do you all have anything? I think we're good. That no, one? we're good. Okay. Well, we will talk to you all um, tomorrow night. Um, you'll see us Monday morning in your feeds. And then we'll be back, I think, Tuesday this – no, Monday this week um, with our Top 25 episode. So look for that, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. I feel like it's the last two episodes have gone really well, like conversational wise. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think so. And then I think like not having a bunch of questions to answer. Yeah. Helps keep our. Yeah. Our yeah I intentionally didn't put out a request for questions today. Just cause I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the questions, but we get to this point, we have too much to talk about. And we get to a lot of the questions people have in our comments anyway. So. Yeah, like Matt's, like he gave, he like rattled off a bunch of questions this morning, which was fine. Um, and most of them we had already talked about. Mm-hmm. So that was, that worked well. Um, so I don't have anything else. I will get this posted here shortly. And then I will talk. Who's doing, who's free tomorrow night? Probably. It's all of us. I'm not, well, so it'll probably be. Oh, back. okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm free. Um, halftime of the 6 p.m. game work for you? Or 7, 6.30 p.m. Eastern game? 
We can do it whenever you want, Hunter. We'll wait until that because I there's no okay. game that I won't be up to see the end of even, so we won't do that, but we'll do it. We'll have everything but that one game. So sounds good. All right, guys. All right. I will good. talk to you all tomorrow. All right, sounds good. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you, guys.